Hey, folks. It's Nick. Uh, we're not going to do our introduction anymore the way I've, we've been doing it for years, Ash. How do you think? What do you think about that? I'm into trying something new. I'm sick of saying uh, Welcome to Reality Blows, a podcast about reality TV or whatever the fuck it is. I'm and really, also I'm about our lives. Yeah, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. You guys know what we don't, we've gained zero listeners probably in the past year. So I think you guys get it. You know, you know what you're here for. By the way, share our podcast. Help us boost some numbers here. Uh, we would really like that. Also, why don't you go ahead and uh, uh, join our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash reality blows. Uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of money. Mighty Ducks shit this month. I'll tell you that. We watched oh, yeah. two Mighty Ducks movies, and uh, Ashley had never seen the original Mighty Ducks movies. And so Can we you believe that. that? So we're going to be watching that. I think we watch a lot of sort of uh, children's programming for the Patreon. So if that interests you, there's a lot of Disney movies out there that we've covered, and uh, all that stuff is over at Patreon, patreon.com forward slash reality blows. Five bucks a month gets you two bonus episodes a month. Um, Ashley just came back from a, uh, uh, well, what is that, a masseuse? Yeah, I guess he's a, it's a masseuse. I mean, he is a masseuse, and I technically have booked a massage, but it is specifically for my shoulder, and so he does, like, a lot of physical therapy type work. It's a lot of, like, slow stretching and pulling my arm around and me going, ah, too much. You know, that's basically it. It's not like a relaxing massage. My shoulder's been all messed up. Why? During quarantine. What happened to your shoulder? Um, it was poor sleeping habits, poor work habits, and then it just compounded. And really, for the first time in my life, I didn't just naturally spring back from it, which I think is old age. I think that I've gotten older, and so my body is like, no, you have to now work on this if you want it to feel normal again. And so um, are you is it is working on it just going to this masseuse or are there things that you can do so you don't have to go to a masseuse once a month there are things i can do what are they he's given me stretches do you do them because you this is the second yeah, time you've been babe, there i, I don't do think the i saw stretches. you do them. i don't think i saw i, I see, do the freaking stretches no, i'm looking at you almost to i look at you about not 20, enough 23 and a half hours a day basically <laughs> i think i could be looked at a little bit more you could you i could. love to be watched and uh, i don't see any stretching coming out of you my yeah, friend yeah well you need to look a little closer <laughs> <laughs> Are they tiny stretches that I can't see? You see me doing stuff with my arm. Never. You're just wa- you're just waiting for whatever his name is to work on your arm. It is fun. This is the second time I've gone to the guy, and I had like a, a little bit of a freak out um, a couple weeks ago when I was going to book this second appointment because I thought his name was Roger, and I kept saying Roger, and thanks, Rog. Great job, Roger. Roger's great. Did that the whole first appointment, and then I I went on the website. There was no Roger there, and I was like, "Shit! I knew he was too good to be true. He was either an angel or he has now quit and gone on to another place." And then I went through their staff uh, directory, and I eventually found out that Roger is Peter. So I went and saw Peter. You know what else I saw that I haven't talked about on the podcast yet, and I'm so pumped to tell you guys about it, because it's honestly the highlight of my month, but I like to do these beach walks, you know me, I love a little beach walk, and the other day I was walking on the beach, and I saw, hold on to your butts, get ready for this, a seal, just hanging out on some rocks, Um, he was by himself, and like I immediately was like, oh man, should I, should they be by themselves? You know, the only time I've ever seen anything like seals was in um, Seattle. Nope, San Francisco when I saw sea lions. I know they're different, but they are kind of similar, right? Kind of same body shape. And when I saw the sea lions, they were like hanging out with a big group of other sea lions. So I saw the seal and I was like, oh no, he's been, he's lost his friends. He's all alone. I should call some sort of maritime division, they can get down here and help him. And as I approached, I noticed there was an older lady taking pictures of him. And I was like, hey, do you know anything about seals? And she's like, yes, I'm with the Jersey Shore Maritime Division. And I was like, oh my God, wow. Um, Is it cool that he's by himself? And she's like, oh yeah, this is very normal. And then she said, listener, are you, are you ready for this? She was like, go up there and talk to him. He'll respond to you. They're very playful and they like to be interacted with. And so I walked kind of a little bit closer and I was like, hey, buddy. And he sat up and he did like a little flap with his um, whatever this is, flipper at me. 
and it was very exciting. I got a picture of it. Did he wave at you when you said hi to him? Well, I no, <laughs> <laughs> but it felt like a wave. You know what I mean? Babe, you made the entire thing up. I'm starting to think you didn't even see his, Babe, uh, a seal. His The flap came a little too late after I had said hello, but he did sit up when I said hi and looked right at me, and that's when I snapped my picture, and then we looked at each other for a second, and then he kind of flipped his flap, and I was like, oh, can I count that as a wave? Not fully, but I am going to tell every single person I know. <laughs> So that was really exciting. That's been my big news. And also, Nick and I have been getting vaccinated. That's right. We're entering the world with the vaccine pumping through our system. Yeah, we made the choice to get vaccinated. What about you guys? Are is any are any of you guys fucking maniacs who aren't getting vaccinated? Uh, I know you're out there. Are you listening to this podcast? Do yourself a favor and get yourself some vaxes. It's great. It's great. Well, here's why it's great, because you get the vaccinations and then you won't be hospitalized if you catch the COVID-19 virus. And that isn't that a nice little uh, trade off for uh, uh, a, a little, little prick in your uh, in your arm. And uh, and and that's it. So get get yourself vaccinated, folks. This is your public service announcement from old Nikki boy here at the Reality Blows podcast. Well, it was actually a. um uh, it was actually very stressful for me because I'm not sure where I live. Like, I've got a New York address. I got a New Jersey address. I didn't know how I was going to get my vaccine. Nick went on there, and he was able to get himself a vaccine pretty quickly. And um, I was just like, I was working a day job that I couldn't take off, you know, a Zoom online job, but I still couldn't take off the couple of hours that it takes to go because you got to be prepared to travel. You got to be prepared to drive to a location. And so when it came time to book mine, I was like, babe, I don't know if we're going to be able to do it. Uh, you know, what? where should I go? New York, New Jersey, who am I? Nick went on there, filled out some forms for me and got me an appointment like an hour later. It was magic. Yeah, I've, I learned how to work it. Twerk I, it? I had been figuring, because I, I had just gone through that process a few months prior getting, you know, my grandmother a, uh, a an appointment for her Pfizer shot. So I, at that point, um, had kind of gone through the trials and tribulations of what it takes to get one of these things in New Jersey. And, uh, I, I wouldn't call myself a pro, but I definitely had enough, uh, um, uh, information at that point, And, uh, I had gotten some tips from some other people in different States, um, uh, how to do it. And, uh, I, I figured it out and I'll tell you, man, for a while there, I, I felt like I was, uh, I, I was Mr. Vaccine. I could get anybody a vaccine at any time <laughs> at any place. Nick had the hookup. I was de- really, what I did was I found out that there are accounts dedicated on Twitter to, uh, f- uh, just, just letting you know, um, and posting when appointments open up. And it's really about you know, kind of having your browser open and then also uh, them letting us know like, hey, CVS has just opened 140 appointments in, in this part of New Jersey. And then you go on the website and you do all this stuff. So it's a it's kind of like, who, who you know, who's the quickest gun? Uh, and I was pretty quick. And yeah, I got you that I got you that vaccine in record time. I couldn't believe it. And then I was so nervous to get the vaccine because not because of vaccine fear, but because of needle fear. I'm I'm a famously I'm a fainter and uh, blood drawn needle stuff. I, I'll get dizzy and faint. And I was so nervous. And I have a North Carolina ID and I don't have any proof that I'm a New Jersey resident. I mean, the list goes on and on like worried that I'm going to get there and they're going to reject me. Of course I get there and they like can't find my appointment and I start panicking. And then the guy eventually finds me and he's like, yeah, sorry, we don't have it in alphabetical order. And I was like, oh, well, that seems like an easy solution. You guys should just put everyone's name. I didn't say that. I didn't. I didn't chastise the old man volunteer. But I was like, well, you did just make me panic for five minutes. Anyway, I get in line. Tons of people here. I would say my appointment took like an hour, but a big part of my hour was the intake. So we had two sections and I don't know, Nick, how yours went, but like mine is you want, you went through this line and then you went in this room, you sat down, everybody had these individual sort of desks. They sat at with a person behind plexiglass who like answered, you have to answer their questions and sign paper and they fill, give you a card and like all this stuff happens. And then you get in another line for the actual vaccine. 
So when I got into my intake, when I sat down at my intake desk, the lady behind the plexiglass was like distraught. I told you about this, right? Yeah. So she was like, she was like upset. And she was like, uh, I was like, is everything okay? And she's like, she's like, do you mind if, can I just talk to you for a minute? I I just feel like I can talk to you. I, you got a face I feel like I can talk to. And I was like, sure. Yeah. I wanted to be like, I'm also freaking out, but let's, what's going on? Then she tells me this story about how her boyfriend has bought a car off some Russian guy in Queens and now it's not starting and she's really upset because he thought she thinks it's a very irresponsible financial decision and they were just talking about having a kid together soon and she's like, can I trust him? Like he just went to Queens and bought this car. He doesn't know anything about this guy. Now the car won't start and the guy's not picking up his phone. She got like teary-eyed. We talked about it for a while. We eventually decided that you know, she's going to like stay with him and, and not write him off based on this one incident because it's the really the first time he's made sort of an impulsive buy like this. Um, so we were like, OK, well, you know, everybody's acting kind of weird here at the end of quarantine. So um, we're just going to we're going to keep our eye on this. We're going to remember it, but we're not going to hold it against them. Would you believe like the people next to me who are getting intakes like Three, a cycle of three people went through before I was done with this lady and she sent me off to get my shot. Um, but what are you supposed to do? Be like, no, I, you actually can't talk to me right now. No. Like, what was that? What was I supposed to tell this lady? I'm sorry that I have a face you think will accept what is happening. Ah, I'll just take it. Now, was it because she, you, you looked nervous that she felt like she should talk to you a little bit to calm you down? I mean, I love that spin on it, but that's not what she said. <laughs> that's not the impression. Well, she I got. wouldn't tell you that. You yeah, know. maybe that's one. what's going on. Then I went and got my shot. I told my nurse that I was gonna, um, I might faint. And so after they gave me the shot, they put me in a special room and gave me candy. Right, because candy apparently is supposed to right the sugar. Yeah, the sugar helps you helps you not pass out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I um, it's it was pretty quick. You know, I took yeah, I waited in the parking lot and and. Uh, it was quick, uh, a quick situation. I I got mine um at a different place. Your place was at like a, like my a, place was at like a medical center. Yeah, it was like a medical facility that was pretty small. Um and uh you know it was in North Jersey, and we're located uh, in Central Jersey. And mine was at uh a Rowan, I guess Rowan College uh, at the at the very bottom of New Jersey on the Philadelphia line, and. Uh, it was like uh, a different situation. Mine was what you would call a vaccination center. So they basically took over like the east wing of a college campus and it's all for vax stuff. And you have to wait on a, a line that starts outside and then they walk you, which feels like a, maybe a half a mile through buildings throughout and there are checkpoints uh, as they go by and like you know the first checkpoint just checks your identification and your appointment and then the second checkpoint you have to sit down and that's where I was next to the person with the plexiglass like uh, you were but we had little uh, uh, codes little QR codes for our appointment so people just scanned it oh. uh, and no one talked to you about anything because it was completely run by the National Guard. So wow. in their, you know, fatigue and stuff like that. So it was like incredibly businesslike. And you didn't have to show your health insurance no. or proof of residency or anything well, like that. I had an identification card. I have my, my license, so mm. I did. But um, I don't know if they cared. I had asked when I went, because I went before you, I was like, you know, my fiance has a North Carolina card. Is that going to be a problem? She's like, no. And so I was like, okay. And... uh so yeah, it's uh, it was super orderly, super quick, and then eventually when I got vaccinated, you had like you said that you in your situation there was like separate booths or yeah, something where like, they pull a curtain, and yeah, like a voting booth almost. Yeah, right? that's what it totally. That's what it felt. So like. yeah, mine we were just like what was looked to be like a like a, an either an auditorium or like a uh cafeteria yes like a cafeteria like you're saying a big ass room it was a big ass room and it was in the center where were like uh back-to-back -back just tables and each table had a nurse 
and a person doing kind of like the clerical work when you sat down and they and each table had a number and you'd walk up to the thing and there would be a guy be like okay walk follow the arrows and walk to 14 and you go walk over to 14 you sat down right there everybody was around you bada boom bada bang they asked you a couple of questions stuck you in the arm give you a little band-aid give you your card and and then they sent you in another room to sit there for 15 minutes now i've gotten both vaccinations and i will say that both vaccinations were incredibly quick and when they sat me down for 15 minutes they gave me a little sticker that said like you have to get out of here at 250 or you have to get out of here at 115 uh last time it was 250 and uh, same as the first time but even more like i i sat down and it's supposed to be 15 minutes so i sat down at uh, what is that uh, what's 15 minutes uh from 250 was it 235 i sat down at 235 i would say at 238 they were like all right if you're feeling all right <laughs> you can get out of here and and for the second one i would have maybe waited and i think i did wait the full time because i had driven myself the first time but you were driving me home so i'm like all right if i start feeling weird it's not like i'm driving the car they can yeah. drive me back so uh, and i didn't feel weird so i just kind of got my ass out of there and 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 uh, left and that was pretty quick right when i went yeah that was the first time. so quick your second time was like 10 minutes yeah, it felt it, like it was probably more like 20 because it did take me like 10 minutes to kind of walk the halls uh, of the school but super orderly super quick um i don't have any problems with needles uh i don't like getting stuck with them i'm not some sort of a freak but uh i i yeah i could feel it going in and it was all right come on (laughs) but i will say i got pfizer you got pfizer uh the second uh the first time i got the pfizer the reactions i had i just felt like i kind of had my arm was kind of beaten up felt like uh, super sore the next day um and then uh the second time when i woke up the next day uh, i felt a little under the weather uh, definitely had aches, uh, all over my body. Just did. I felt like uh, my body was like recovering, like my muscles were recovering and my arm was sore and mm. swollen and it was, uh, it yeah, was Nick kept saying tough. he felt like he got in a car accident. Yeah. It felt like I had pl- like either like played like a really, like I played football or something. Like I felt like my whole body was in some sort of like a physical situation that it was recovering from. I'm nervous as hell, but it wasn't painful. It, it hurt. My arm hurt. That was the only thing that it hurt. And I didn't feel like I had the flu really. I, I, I was lethargic, but I didn't feel like I had the flu. Um, and I just took, I took two Tylenol like late in the day, uh, the following day. Cause I didn't want to uh, take it too early cause I didn't want to keep taking it. And it really helped my arm and the rest of my body. And I feel like the pain never came back. It was mm. interesting. It was like the Tylenol kind of took the pain away long enough that when it, uh, wore off, my arm had started feeling better. The night of the second shot, that sleep was really bad sleep yeah because you couldn't really lay on your side each side i'd be on it would just be you know it was bad it was like a a tossing and turning worse than i normally do and i'm I'm pretty bad with the tossing and the turning um normally so yeah that was my whole situation i i I would go through it again in a heartbeat i can't wait until we're fully vaxxed and we can just start licking telephone poles yeah baby that's what we gotta get back to what we were doing in 2019 (laughs) so nick and i have a pretty big announcement for this podcast if you've been listening to us for years if you know who we are and you know what we're about and you know our discography is that what that's called our hits if you know our hit, I don't know. I don't know what you're about to say. So I, I know can't you te- don't. I can't tell you if. But you're like, right. if you were gonna say like, if you know our top, what would you say our top ten podcast episodes of all time were? No idea, babe. Don't know. First off, the Olympic National Park. That's probably one. Um, number two might be um, Christmas Spectacular. That's one. And then a third one, I think, would be, of course, the classic, the beloved, "Fuck You, Six Flags." Well, we did do a whole episode about our hate, our distaste, our disdain, our decade-long blood feud with Six Flags, only to find out that in the year of 2021, we would fall to our knees and buy Six Flags season passes. Yeah, we, we bought two season passes for Six Flags Great Adventure in Jackson, New Jersey. And, wow. Uh, a place we swore we would never <laughs> return to. I mean, listen to that episode listen, if you want to hear people hate on something. We live about a half hour from there right now, and we're going to be in New Jersey throughout the summer, and we're looking for things to do, and we will be vaccinated, and we're a little stir-crazy. So I saw that they were selling pretty cheap uh, um season passes for for six flags and i was like you know what 
the last time we went, it was during their like Christmas spectacular. Like half the park was shut down. We didn't get to see the entire thing. There are redeemable rides that I want to go on. I still like the roller coasters that don't hurt you. Uh, so, and they do have some there. And I was like, I want to go to Six Flags. And I looked in and it's like, you know, to go to Six Flags, it's like 40 bucks. And you're like, okay, 40 bucks. That's not bad. Uh, for a season pass that goes throughout the year, even Fright Fest. It's like 55 bucks. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's insane. So I was like, oh, we're going to get this and go a couple of times. So all you got to do is go twice and you've made your money back. So uh, we'll definitely go there twice. And I know we've talked about it over and over again, how much we hate that place. <laughs> but now we've given them their money, our money, and we're going to go back. And I'm actually thrilled. I, I got my second vaccination last Friday, which means uh, a week from this Wednesday, uh, they say that I am fully protected or as protected as you can be from the COVID-19 virus. Um, and I feel like at that point, that day, I'm going to want to go to Six Flags Great mm, Adventure. But mm, I'm not going to because I know you have to. we have to wait another week or two till you're kind of completed. Yeah. And so I will wait. I will wait. Um, we will be wearing masks still at Six Flags. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not an idiot or, or, or an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to be part of the problem. Oh, man. But we are going to go on some rides. There is something, though, like once you because like once you get like that second vax like you're like pretty protected like they do say it's not full you're not fully protected for 12 days okay fine but you're like 80 percent protected it's a i lot. think you're like 80 percent protected after the first one yeah it's like you know and, and honestly folks it's just gonna be like the flu like they already said like six to 12 months uh, us Pfizer people are gonna have to go in and get a booster shot all right so just accept the fact that we're gonna be getting these fucking shots for the rest of our fucking terrible lives, <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yeah, whatever. I don't really care. I'm, I'm fine. So I'm so excited with about. Shot. I'm so excited about Six Flags, and I I emailed the couple that we went with the first time um, because they were like big Six Flag heads. Uh, we went. We did a double date to Six Flags. They were really into Six Flags. Then Nick and I released this podcast about how much we fucking hated Six Flags. And then every time we saw them, at least me, for like the next six months, every time I saw them, I'd be like, can you fucking believe we went to fucking Six Flags? And yeah, they, they liked it, though. They had a good time. They liked but, it. But I had a good time, too, because I enjoyed hanging out with them, and I enjoyed uh, yeah, our, they're great. our trip. And, you know, we, you know, we were coming from Brooklyn, so we had to go back and forth on the ride. But you emailed them? You did? I emailed them last week and being like, did, hey, guys. Did, did you get a response? Response? What? No, no, no response. Well, you know, uh, yeah, our our friend. Uh, well, why are we saying? I, I won't say his name. At this yeah, point, of course not. But one of the people in the uh, in the couple got has was getting over COVID. Well, there you go. <laughs> and I had not known that. I'm only laughing about it because they are now not. not so okay, COVID so you're positive. saying maybe they didn't. Yeah, I don't they think they were respond. thinking that much about. I talked to him about it. Uh, uh, you know, he didn't really let us know or let me know about it and kind of told me like after the fact, which was a couple days COVID. ago. COVID. Oh, okay. So like he was going, when you emailed him, like he was going he was through in it. it. He had real COVID. I, gotcha. I hate, to, I hate to, to, to say what's real and what's not because I haven't had it, but it does seem like there are, and I think this is a proven fact, there are... Uh, different extremes to, right. to which you get infected with this virus. Um, and some people are have a cold. Um, you know, I have uh, a, a few people in my personal life have gotten COVID-19 in, in my family. And uh, I would say that uh, a couple of them seem to have a, a pretty bad cold that, that kicked their ass for a week. And some of some people were sick for two months. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Everybody's different. It's um, a spectrum. It seems as though our friend, our Six Flags friend, got like a full on blast of COVID. Dang. He he is he is a blue collar guy and he works with his he has hands a physical job. He's a physical ass job. And uh, I mean, I'm not too sure how he avoided it working throughout this entire thing. But but yeah, I think <laughs> I can imagine like He's like on the couch, like sweating through his like seventh towel wrapped around his head or whatever, and like whatever is going on. And, and I'm he, like, hey, <laughs> guess yeah. what? We're, we're got, we got six like season passes <laughs> if you guys want to come, but get what we're not gonna do that Twix Twister ride. LOL. We gotta go back on the Twix ride. <laughs> I will I won't even get close to it. That was like I won't walk in like a twenty foot radius of that thing. That was such a scarring 
experience. You think you're getting on the pirate ship, and then all of a sudden you're being twisted and turned upside down. They're shaking you above the pavement. You thought you were on the Buccaneer. You weren't, though. Mm -mm. Nope. Um, yeah, so we're going back to Six Flags. But I started talking about, like, um, you know, it was, uh, I, I had brought something up about COVID or, or wearing a mask, still wearing a mask and, and about how feeling like I, that was what it was. So I was talking about, like, I, I feel like, I feel like I'm not, I don't feel like I'm impenetrable yeah. right now, you You're know, with not. the second shot. I'm not, but I do, I am feeling like I can be, I can be a bit risky because, you know, the other thing is we're very, my grandmother, we live with my grandmother, as you guys know. And I was mostly worried about getting her sick and getting Ashley sick. Uh, and so that's why I was very, very protective over our household, our pod this uh, year. And it worked. She, she's fucking, yeah, she didn't get COVID. Ashley didn't get COVID. Knock on wood. They still don't, but knock on wicker. Um, but uh, now my grandmother's fully, you know, she got vaccinated you know, a month ago. She's yeah. good. She's yeah. been going out. She's doing her thing. Yeah, she's been loving Walmart. Yeah, she love, she's over there. She's doing her shit. Uh, you know, Ashley, Ashley's got a vacciner and, and I'm just getting a little more dicey with it now. What do you mean? I'm saying I went to a flea, a creepy ass flea market. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. On Nick went to a flea market by himself on a whim. and then was like, you can't go until you're fully back. Yeah, I know that's not really doesn't make much sense because I could have had the virus and given it to her, but she's fine and we're going to be fine. I don't know why, but we will. Just tell me about this flea market. Man, this flea market, I'll tell you, I went to this flea market in New Jersey, and uh, it, it's the Collingswood Flea Market. And I was uh, I, I was literally out to go get, my, my main objective was to get unsweetened almond milk and uh, un natural almond butter. Those were, that was my goal. That's why he left the house. On Saturday. So I, uh, was it Saturday? I think it was Sunday. Was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Um, by the way, sorry we're getting this out so late. I, I meant to yeah. say at the beginning this podcast. It's Nick's fault. No, it's not. Um, so I, I, I've always, I'm like, so as you guys know, I'm like now like collecting stupid plastic shit and, uh, AKA like VHS tapes and cassette tapes and stuff. And? I'm all, I've also bought, I've also bought. <laughs> Tell the people what you did. I also have, I've bought some toys in the past couple He bought of some weeks. fucking, I went upstairs the other day. <laughs> he's got this little corner, you know, his corner where he's got all his screens up where I come up there and he's like watching wrestling on one screen. He's watching a podcast on another screen and then he's playing a game on his third screen. I went up I there. I have two screens up there. You have three there. screens up Are there. Are you talking about my laptop? Yeah. And I'm then sometimes you're, you got your phone out. That's four screens. <laughs> I gotta catch a few Pokemon. I go up there and I'm like, Wait a minute. There's like eight wrestling figurines standing up. <laughs> Where did these guys come from? They came from the mail. <laughs> they came from the mail. So I, uh, all right, listen, I don't really want to get into the action figure stuff right now. I've clearly gone, I've clearly entered, like I've gone through the porthole. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm on like another side. I've taken too much of a, of a leap. Uh, and now I'm I'm I'm. I don't know. It's irreversible. It's irreversible. I do not know. I don't either. But listen, I, I'm. Uh, this isn't about action figures because that's not what my haul was yesterday. So I go into this Collingswood flea market on a whim. Right, I drove by it and um, I had looked at it for months, but I hadn't been vaccinated. And I'm like, ah, this seems like all the good stuff is indoors. That's the thing with the flea market, like. In New Jersey, there's a couple of really good, there's two really good flea markets. There's the English Town, and uh, or there's probably more, but that we could get to within the like a forty minute drive. There's the English Town flea market, which is by Raceway Park, which is like the like a racetrack, which I would actually love to go. Now that you know, I'm I'm all about hot rods. Um, so that well, we watched our hot rod show. Oh, right, right, right. That's what I mean, and that's why I said it because these people know we talked Outlaw. about it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, street money, street money outlaws. days, outlaw street uh, days, cash grab, or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah, what's um, it called? It's uh, I, I, it's um, money, money, uh, <laughs> money days, street outlaws. Hold on, let me. I got it. I got it. It's the longest name. Street, street outlaws, cat, uh, cash days. No, no, 
mega mega race cash mega days? cash days mega, mega street, street outlaws mega cash days that's it mega cash days mega cash okay. days it's <laughs> a cool name isn't it street outlaws colon mega cash days so you know i'm all about hot rods so english town um has like some like drag racing and like that kind of fun you know like uh all all the stuff in between i believe there's yeah. also they do some monster trucks there auto sports auto sports gearheads Anyway, that's in English Town. I had been there when I was like a teenager. We would go there and buy knives off of weird guys on a table. I bought an airsoft gun there once. What's like that? It's like a BB gun. Oh, okay. So, um, we a BB gun that looks ferociously like a real gun. Like, oh it's, my god! Yeah, we uh, I've gotten we got a we got gotten arrest, arrested arrested for having them before. As a child, as a child. So, um, guns are bad. I don't like guns. So, um. We, by the way, I do want to buy a Nerf gun. Different. It's like bright orange. You know what I mean? Just tell your okay. dang story. <laughs> so there's two. And then, so I've never been to the Collingswood one. I kind of looked it up, you know, months ago. Cause I'm like, I know where I can, I can't find cassette tapes anywhere. They do not sell cassette tapes at thrift stores. You can buy DVDs. You can buy CDs. You, you can buy records, but they don't keep cassettes and they dump them i well i found that out by going on reddit i went on the cassette subreddit i was like can somebody help me i'm new trying to find cassettes i like cassettes i got a boom box i'm doing it over here i'm all in how do i find these things without having to pay like full price on ebay which i've done and by full price i mean i'm paying you know 25 bucks a cassette tape here i mean it's ridiculous so everybody was like my, my dude you are not gonna find them at goodwills you're not gonna find them at 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 thrift stores or you know they dump them. They don't think anybody's going to buy them. They, they throw them out. And uh, it's so sad to hear that. And they were like, you need to f- go to flea markets. And mm. it's like, flea markets, that's right. Garage sales. It's like, oh, those type of places. The unregulated places. Mm. The, so, wa- the Wild West. Wild West. So that's when I started looking and I found out that we lived kind of close to this, the Collingswood flea market. Oh, about yeah. 25 minutes away from here. They run Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, we work we work Saturdays, so Saturdays is bad. But this uh, Sunday, when I was on my uh, journey for almond butter and almond milk, I fucking drove past. It just had, it was a s- Sunday, and then I look and I see it, and it says Collingswood. I go, yeah, that's where the flea market is. And I go, oh my god, that is the flea market. And so I made like a little twisty turn, U-turn, and I went in. I'm going to go, fuck it. I'm going in. I got two vaxes in me. can't believe this I'm going in. So I go in, and I'm walking around. I'm like, where do they sell like collectibles and tapes? And I'll tell you what. This flea market, and I can't wait to bring Ashley there. She's going to enjoy it. But it just seemed like there were a lot of people in there. But it didn't seem like anybody was like manning any booths. Uh, I thought maybe I had it was a little late because it was it was Sunday and and they open at eight and at this point it was like two o'clock in the afternoon and I was like you know maybe that's it and then I'd I'd walk by a booth and like the booth would be like um you know it would just look like a bunch of like plasticky junk or like a room but like it didn't seem like anybody was like I was like is this a store in here like can I buy this stuff like. Couldn't figure it out. Then there was like a nice coffee roaster place in there. And I'm like, okay, so there is sign of life here. And then I walked over by the food and there was some Mexican food being made there that got me very jealous because I could tell by the people who were working it and the people who were sitting there at the caf- uh, cafeteria style. You could tell that shit was going to be good. I could tell. I could tell they were they were making like some good ass shit. I can't eat that stuff, you know, any, any sort of a taco or nick anything. is on the only egg diet have you heard of it it's well, when you only eat eggs i can't eat bread and i didn't want to get involved and so i was like okay i could see they got something going on here there's a little bit of life here um and then i walked around of course i i passed the knives guy every got every flea market has to have like a knives booth where yeah. it's just like every type of knife you could think and then behind him is like bushido swords and you know you could buy if you want it by the way if you want a sword you go to you go to a flea market. You'll buy yeah. a friggin' sword at the at the flea market. Then there was a lot of produce. Seemed like there was like selling a oh, lot of produce. Oh, interesting! Like a there. farmers market. A little bit. There was like a farmers market area. Yeah. You know there was. They an, must just do like booth rental, I, and it then is. anyone can just it set is. up shop. And I know any this vintage for, clothes. Maybe yes. I should be setting up some sh- yes, vintage clothes. Yes, there was in there. A, there is a lady that was selling like pretty nice 
looking mm-hmm. like curated stuff and i didn't look around too much at any of the other stuff because i was not trying to spend too much time because for me i'm like where's the plastic like get me get me, get me to the cassettes get me to i'm like if i can just find somewhere where i'm seeing somebody selling like x-men figurines or like pop vinyls or any of these sort of that i know disposable items dis- well like collector collectibles <laughs> thank you very much disposable items how dare you and then i it finally filtered to the very back and in like a double wide space that was really like a small store i saw them i saw the pop vinyls and i'm like okay i found my people i found and there was nobody in the store except for the guy running the the booth in the back and it was fine i was like oh there's somebody here to like sell me the stuff like i couldn't find uh, anywhere else where anybody seemed like they were running this place and uh Sure. Weirdly enough, I looked at this guy in his eyes with his mask on and he looked at me in my eyes with my mask on and I said, Darren. And he was like, Nick. And then that's when I remembered that my old buddy, Darren, who I used to do improv with uh, in New Jersey back in the day, he runs the Collingswood like comic book collectible booth there and he's been doing it for years. Uh, We keep up on Instagram. He's always posting like cool ass shit like he knows his stuff and he goes and digs for stuff and finds it and sells it at the, at his booth. I think he co-owns it. He's got so much stuff in there and it was like such a weird happenstance that I forgot that he worked there and everything. So I go there and uh um we just like shot the shit. I'm like, "Hey, uh after we we talked about it for a little bit, it was weird that we got there. I started asking him about a store. I'm like, "Do you sell cassettes?" He's like, "Oh yeah." And he showed me and he f- I fucking bought like 10 cassettes off this guy. Uh, and uh, yeah, he gave me a little deal because we're buddies. And uh, I felt really good about it. I hung out in a store for like an hour. Wow. As people came in looking for like little girls would come in looking for like Penelope Pit Stop uh, uh, pop vinyls. And then like a lot of like dudes in like look like in their 60s, maybe even 70s coming in like selling him like Dennis the Menace comic books and like some guy walked in he was like hey Bill we got our dollar books back and he's like all right and some like old man went to like the dollar book section and started like looking through his books and all that stuff I have a question you keep saying pop vinyl what is that those are like um you know I have them are they figurines remember I told you I so I you do you really not know what they are I really are I, I think I have an idea well, but I it's for the benefit of the people at home you, you're talking about figurines do you remember the uh Answer I'm, me. I'm asking <laughs> I'm gonna clear it up for you and then I'll clear it up for everybody else okay but they're like bobbleheads that don't bobble yeah I bought a couple for for a, from a comic book that we read yes um and I have them here and I, I'm not I think them. you don't have them here. I think we gave them to Goodwill. Did we give them to Goodwill? Yeah. I decided sometimes I have to. We dumped like, him. I have to decide that like I'm not going to do this and yeah. I have to give them away. I did that with physical comic books uh, a few times in my life. And do I'm you like, regret it? No, yeah. I don't. I'm not going to be the guy. You can't collect comic books. It's just impossible to do without having so much space in your home and then a disposable income. It's impossible to do it. So I read my comic books digitally. I like the stories. It's over. But yes, pop finals were one of those things where I'm like, I'm going to collect pops. Pops, they sell everywhere. Like yeah. you go to, if you go, there now, if you go to a Barnes and Noble, there's an entire section of like the kids area that is just pop finals. They're just, they are the most collect. They are the baseball cards of, you know, the, the 2000s right 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 it's just um you know uh, funko makes them they've been making bobbleheads and stuff for years and years and years and now they're completely selling these little things so uh it was it was just really fun because i'm like uh i got to see the inner workings of like a guy who runs like a cool collectible you think he'll give you a job i don't think there's a job to be had there i think it's like he runs it he's the job yeah he's the job he's a a one-man job um you know, but uh, I would definitely do that um, on the weekends if I didn't have a job on the weekends. Um, but like, because it does seem like a lot of fun and you get to just be surrounded by a whole bunch of like nerd culture stuff. And yeah, that sounds great. It was just a lot of fun to be there. And then I got to look through all his shit and I bought a bunch of shit off him and uh, it was just a lot of fun. And I finally found my, I finally got my flea market haul. It's too bad that like working in retail 
where customer service pays so poorly because my like favorite jobs, like I worked in an antique store where I got to talk about wallpaper all the time. That was an incredible job that paid like $8 an hour and working at the farmer's market and talking about vegetables all of the time. Great job that paid like $10 an hour. It's like those, and I'm like fully dedicated to those jobs, you know, like I'm in it. I'm here to talk about it. I'm knowledgeable. I got that wallpaper info, you know, but it's like, I'm not going to do that for $8 an hour. You know what I mean? I just wish these jobs paid more, like the working in a comic book store. Yeah. I mean, I think you can, you know, if you're running one of these stores, I think, if he, you own I it. think he makes a good amount of money. Because, um, I mean, also, he his whole thing, it's like not just running a store. He's got to find this shit. So yeah. I'm like, how are you finding? So I asked him, I go, I can't find, I haven't found like a cassette that I give a shit about since I started looking for this stuff anywhere in the wild did he say grocery uh garage sales no he said flea markets he goes to different flea markets when they oh. open he's like yeah i show up at like 5 a.m with a flashlight and they dump all of the cassettes wow. that the guys have like in a garbage bag out and with a flashlight i go through and find the stuff and i pick all the stuff that i want and then i buy them from him and then i go and i i figure out how much they could be worth wow. he just has a gen the thing is like you need to have a general knowledge yeah of like what the market is for this stuff right because he's priced everything out and you know he had a whole section of shit that was like two bucks a cassette and then he had like here's my good stuff and those were like you know between five and fifteen dollars a cassette yeah and they were fucking good cassettes and i went came home i fucking tested them all out because I, I told him i was like listen i'm not one of those weirdos i play these things i like to listen to them so i'm gonna go test them out and he was like yeah bring them back if they don't work everything worked that's it was great good. such a good haul i got two ramones cassettes that's two in, that's incredible baby i'm happy for you um i think we should talk and i mean that i mean that i'm <laughs> happy for you i think we should talk about the circle uh, that we watched. What I'd like to do is talk about our first impressions and then go through the cast list. We don't have to get to know the cast list, but I would just like to make some early predictions sure. on the cast list because so I, I think that's a fun thing, trying to see who's going to go home early, who might be in it for the long haul. I think we should probably explain to people out there because it's a pretty bland name, but The Circle is a Netflix reality show. We watched the first season and talked about it a lot on here, like um, probably like 18 months ago at this point. It was early 2020 because i remember when really it was only a year ago i think so because i remember when quarantine started i was like oh, oh this is just like quarantine yeah, yeah it did feel that way it felt like that but maybe it was like a couple it was it was a, f a handful of months before march 2020 interesting so um yes it's uh the circle there's a couple of versions of the circle on netflix because it started uh, i maybe in england uh certain in another country yeah um and now there's a brazilian circle there's a british circle but uh we've only watched the american uh season one of the american circle uh and uh we they just uh de debuted for they just premiered season two and this is one of those deals where they drop a couple of episodes a week so you can't binge the whole thing and i and i believe they did drop like two or three episodes ashley and i watched the first one and a little bit of the second episode just to see what the decisions were that they made. Do you remember when Netflix had like a hot streak of reality shows? It was like the circle and then it was love is blind. And we were like, Oh my God, Netflix is knocking out of the park. And then their third one was the biggest dud ever too hot to handle. Right. And we were like, Oh, maybe this is over. So the circle started Netflix's sort of like everyone giving Netflix attention for their reality shows. And um, it's basically these people, live in a giant building and they never interact with each other face to face all interaction happens through this social media mainframe called the circle so they have like profiles on there and they have chats and they're able to private chat and they play games and stuff but because of the um sort of anonymity of it all they're able to play in the circle as different people so they're catfishing if they think that that will um get them the win in the end and ultimately this show is a popularity contest you vote every week who your favorite people are and who your least favorite people are based on your interactions with them in the circle. And then those people, if uh, you know, the two people who are the most favorite, they become the influencers, which is kind of like they get a blue check and they're able to vote out one of the people from the circle. And that means that they've been blocked from the circle, which means they go home. So it's um it's very compelling because it's like you really have to 
decide what, how you're going to present yourself online and whether or not you're going to be yourself or if you're going to try and catfish these people to win the game. So I love, we both loved the first season. I think America loved it. It's also hosted by Michelle Buteau, who does a great job. Um, and I think we kind of, at least me going into the season two, I was like, I don't think it's going to be as good as season one. I guess I'm just like naturally a hater, but I was like, there's just no way they're going to knock it out of the park cast wise because season one had such an incredible cast. And so I was like, I just don't think that they're going to be able to live up to that in season two. Um, But I have to say we watched one episode and a little bit of the second episode and I am in. Yeah, I, I was in when I found out there was a second season. I I, I loved that show. It definitely would be in my top five of whatever year it came out. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, this this cast, you know, I think they do a good job of introducing the cast in this show. I thought that was kind of interesting. I took note of it where it was like, oh, I got to know everybody just enough, and they didn't give me too much of my plate before they introduced the next wave of, of players here. And I know that people are going to leave and new people are going to show up, which is something I didn't realize from the first when we started watching with the first season so i know like well i don't know if i'm gonna have to get to know all of these people for that long yeah because i know how people come and go people come and go and they add people you know all the way up to the end of this show almost um it's uh it's kind of interesting kind of like love island in that way where at the very end of the season you may get a new player that comes in so um yeah i love a little love island reference that's true um so uh, yeah, it's uh, I would say the, the 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 most interesting part or of this new season is that they've actually brought in a castmate from uh, Too Hot to Handle is yep. on this cast. Uh, What's her name? Her name's Chloe, I think, Chloe, and right. I think she's the only person from the Too Hot to Handle cast that we liked. Yeah, she was good, and I think it makes sense why she yeah. was good. Um, because she's uh she's kind of charismatic and and kind of fun and uh, and yeah, she's brings that to this show as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's not catfishing; she's playing herself. And I thought it was pretty interesting that a few of the other circle castmates, uh, when when her profile pops up. Uh, recognized her, yeah, and uh, knew who she was, yeah. And uh, I'm 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 curious on how that dynamic is sort of going to play out. Something that um, popped up uh, to me is that they have definitely, definitely, definitely leaned in to strategy a lot on this show to to the point where um, the uh, introduction of the season mention the word strategy like three or four times yeah in a way that i'm i'm fairly certain they did not lean on in the first season i the first season was like this is a social experiment and right look it's social media but come to life and catfishing and more like how weird is this can you survive if you think you're so good at your social media at home can you survive in this sort of social media game and uh this was a lot more like big brother it felt like like where it was like people are it's like this is a a game for strategic minds and are you able to uh to win um and i felt like all of the cast members on the show were very much in their introductions leaning on the fact that like i'm a strategic mind and i have gameplay uh, in mind for this game and I know how I'm going to play this game and I want to be the there's a character that says who is catfishing that says they're going to be the villain of mm-hmm. this show and like so I do like that the show has been there's enough seasons out there to consume that it has its own ecosystem mm-hmm. and it's developed a strategy and to me that's where you hit the heights of a rea- of a competition reality show I like strategy I want the game to be in depth and uh, have layers to it and nuance. And I want there to be gameplay. Uh, and it seems like they're going to lean into a lot more of that. And I already enjoyed the format from the first season. And I think amping it up in this way got me very excited to kind of to kind of watch this entire season. I agree. Let's talk about the cast. First up is Delisa. Um, she is catfishing as... Did I say her name right? She's catfishing as her husband, yeah. Trevor. 
And at first I was like, oh no, she's going to go home soon. But she did, she made a strategic move in the first episode where she reached out to someone and established a bond that I think, I think she's going to stay around for a bit. I do believe that Trevor playing as this, her playing as a single father that is like really working that angle. I'm a single dad to a baby girl. I think it's going to get her far. Well, yeah, I mean, they did. There was a couple of the girls on the show who are not catfishing kind of sussed out Trevor slash Delisa at the very beginning. But then Delisa made a couple of moves that kind of uh, counteracted that. Uh, unknowing unknowingly yeah um, like she didn't know that these people were being like hmm her were, behavior's weird they were, she, yeah yeah they, she lucked out it was a little sus yeah and i i agree i believe delisa's not talking like how trevor looks like trevor would talk as yeah. a, trevor looks like a very masculine man right and i feel like delisa is not using masculine man speak no she's talking like a woman she's kind of talking like a woman on the uh on uh on, on on her you know her posts to the group and i was very to, to be this thought out about like i'm gonna use my husband i'm gonna say that uh, he is a single father and like having this much strategy thought prior to not hammer home right the lingo yeah of what a man in uh, uh in his age bracket would be talking like you know, it's online, odd. it is odd. It is odd. It, she's, it's like almost a, the, 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 the verbiage and the lingo she's using is almost too thoughtful for what, like a dude who's like, kind of like also playing the game of like, Hey ladies, I'm single. Like probably wouldn't use this sort of the way that she's finessing her words as Trevor. I just don't think it, I, I thought it was like way off the mark. Yeah. She's not, it's interesting. She's like presenting as Trevor, but not talking as Trevor. And, and like there was a point where she said, uh, 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 hashtag, uh, I'm a fun guy. Yeah. And it was like, dude, tr- you know, your husband, is he ever going to go hashtag? I'm a fun guy. Yeah. That did raise some they're, flags. They're from the Bronx. Right. Hashtag. I'm, I'm a fun guy. That's <laughs> not, that seems like a guy that Trevor would make fun of. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I feel like, uh, she kind of back asked her way into not, she being, got lucky. Yes. She got lucky. Got very lucky. Um, next up is Courtney. Cause Trevor is handsome. Trevor is handsome. So Trevor is going to get by. It seems like some of the women on the show are falling into the handsome trappings of Trevor. So once again, looks went out. Courtney is from Los Angeles. He is a, um, he's like, he has a, he's has a podcast. He's like a YouTube personality. I think Courtney is going to go very far because he has only been genuine so far. And he see people seem to like him just naturally. He's got, who was the guy last time? The, the Italian guy, Oh, I wish I could oh, remember what was his, his name. name. The guy who won. The yeah. guy who won. Yeah, he's got kind of that like similar sort of down to earth likable vibe in my opinion. Do you have any thoughts on Courtney before we get to I just thought it was funny they she he kept calling himself like when when introducing himself to us as an entertainment host. Yeah. And it's just like what does he really do that they were like, mm, that's a little like we don't really know what that is. So just call it an entertainment host. I think he, he hosts like a YouTube and podcast about pop culture. So it's like, what would you call a host on E.T.? You know, like someone would you just you would call them a host I, I, of E.T.? I would call I would say like, yeah, I host a show. And then I would say what the show is. Yeah. You know, like I'm the host of this. Like I think saying that you're an entertainment host. What other types of hosts are there? Like right. A, sporting that's entertainment it's still entertainment i don't know it just i've never seen heard those two words together yeah it does seem odd it's just like i'd be like i'm a podcaster you know what i mean i'm a comedian i'm I'm an actor i'm an entertainment host next up is jack he is um catfishing as his friend emily who's like a sorority girl um jack is the one that nick mentioned as being like i'm ready to be a villain um i don't think jack is gonna get far i don't like jack I, I, like I guess because Jack Jack's trying to be a villain, but I just uh, I'm put off by Jack uh, a bit, and uh, I don't know. Jack Jack is whatever. I mean, the I, I, catfishing. My problem with Jack is that he's playing Emily very one note. He's like really just being like, "I love wine. Let's have some rosé all day," and I'm like, that will wear thin very quickly. Like I'm not sure if he's able to give Emily this character Emily any substance. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely not my favorite. 
Savannah, rooting for Savannah. Um, she's one of my top two. I mean, she is cool. Is Savannah the? Yeah, Savannah's like. Uh, this doesn't. This. Um, sorry, I'm thrown by her profile because it's saying that she's an influencer. But I think I thought she was a scientist, mathematician. She's a double major. She is a double major. Is that Savannah had the double major yep. or was mm-hmm. it? No, um, it was Savannah. Okay, Savannah's cool. Yeah, Savannah's fine. You don't. You're not. You don't like. Well, Savannah. she's being genuine. I, I don't know. I don't want to give up what's what happened in the first episode right. that just came out. So Terlisha, I may not have much to say about any of these people. Terlisha's next. She's from Terlisha. Da- she's uh, from she, Dallas, and she's a, a substitute teacher, and she's like the cool teacher, and she's got blue hair, and that's her her kind of vibe. Uh, but what is notable is that she seems to be. Uh, uh, pretty good at at gauging who people are. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely had questions about the catfishes in this in this entire. Yeah, she so picked far. up on things pretty quickly. And I feel like uh, she she may do very well. Agreed. In this game. Next up is Lee, and he's an older. He's fifty eight. He's a writer. He writes romance novels, and he is playing as River. He's going in as a barista named River. Mistake. This guy's old and he's playing a young guy and yeah. does not he he says that he spoke to somebody uh like a, a nephew or a niece or something about like internet lingo and like they quizzed him and said do you know what yolo means which is like honestly for old people anyway and he was like no and then uh and then at some point in the sh- show he like wrote into the circle like guys i'm literally on fire being here right now he's like, like yeah, i'm so on fire to be here yeah and like it was like oh no that's not how you use that (laughs) um so i i just think it was a mistake like he should be himself he's speaking he's speaking in a way that is uh it's just like you're never he's never gonna crack into what it's like to be a young person Mm -hmm. uh and so i feel like it's gonna be a problem for him he he mentioned he didn't want to be himself first of all he's an out gay man and he's Mm -hmm. uh, he's an author and he actually writes uh, under a female pen name, yeah. which I thought was interesting. I was like, then why didn't he, why wasn't he a female? He should yeah. have been his pen name. Right. Because he's been writing uh, for that. And it seems like, I don't know what he writes, but he seems like he's a successful guy. He's been doing it for years and years and years. And uh, I just feel like he should have just been an out, an older out gay man. He was worried about being an older white guy because he didn't want to be uh, looked at as somebody who has conservative values. That's what he said. And he, yeah. he basically didn't want to look like a Trump voter to, to everybody else and, yeah. and that he would be voted out. And I was like, well, then just be yourself and be like an author who writes under a female pen name who's, yeah. an, who's an older gay man from Texas who's a, a liberal. You know what I mean? Like, just be yourself and then you could completely do everything. But you chose a young man, a yeah. young hip guy. And you are not a young hip guy. Um, it seems like he's, he's in over his head. He, he really is. And I like him. Um, I was pulling for him when I met him and, and he, it, I don't know. I just don't know. Next up is Bryant. This guy, um, had a very expensive haircut for someone that seemed to be all about the holistic life. Uh, he was like, he's a breathwork instructor. Um, I like Bryant. He's being himself. He's being incredibly earnest. I always respond well to earnesty earnestness sure um i like brian i don't know if the house likes brian they do like brian but not to ruin so much but you know brian does not do well on this first episode and it's based around strategy yeah people are looking at brian as a threat and they're like every, they, you know when they start voting for people they're like well obviously everybody's gonna put brian number one because he seems great so i'm gonna rank him low and at the end of every episode or at the end of every couple of episodes you have to sort of rank the entire house and the lowest you know the people uh who are on the bottom of the uh, totem pole uh seem to be you know they're up for elimination so you do want to do well um and this guy does not do well based on the fact that he just came off too squeaky clean and nice and everybody was like well we don't want him to win right right now so let's and it turned out to be like everybody thinking that way uh so uh, i thought it was pretty interesting in that first episode where he thought he was like wow i'm like cleaning up right now and then when the results come in he was like wow yeah it it threw him for a loop he dropped to his knees yeah it really took the wind out of him yeah it was interesting i I don't dislike him as a guy uh but it, it 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 does seem like maybe you should 
you know, rough up those edges a little bit. If a you, want. Little you don't want to seem bit. like a threat. You know? Yeah. This is a game of strategy here. Next up is Chloe. We talked about her. She's from Essex. She's 22. She was on Too Hot to Handle. And she's fine. I'm not like super pumped that she's there. She clearly has the ability to be on reality television and be interesting and compelling. Um, but I, 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 I'm not like, I don't know. I, her whole strategy is like, I'm going to flirt with the guys. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm like, I just think, I don't know if I think that's a great strategy. Well, it backfired. Uh, Big time. Be uh, Based on, on her girl, the girl group. Yeah. We're kind of like, well, we, we're all kind of sticking together talking about the guys and you seem to be defending them. And it's yeah. probably not going to work for me. And it did. It did backfire. It backfired. Yep. 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 Is that everybody? That's everybody. Well, I'll tell you what, folks. We're going to keep watching this show. So we'll keep talking about it. Why don't you watch it as well? And we can uh, have a good time here on the Reality Blows podcast. Um, we also did watch the uh, latest episode of uh, the uh, Challenge. Challenge All Stars. And which we loved. I think I think that was actually my least favorite episode. Well, actually. Really? Out of the three. Why? Right? I don't know. I don't know. We'll wait till next. We'll watch the, another episode. And we'll do we'll do more on All Stars for next week. So yeah. we we'll have like a couple of episodes to talk about. But uh, um. We did want to watch um, CT's first season. We went over to the Paramount Plus app. We're like, let's watch the uh, because they have all the real world. Yeah, up. yeah. We wanted to watch uh, his uh, his Paris, uh, real world Paris. They don't have real world Paris up. Isn't that bullshit? Let us see CT. Yeah, as a young man, I remember. Uh, Wanting to like that season more than I actually did. I feel like it wasn't that boring, but CT does get into a fight on the street with a random person. It wasn't that interesting. It wasn't that interesting. Ace is in that season too, so it might have might have been nice to see some Ace. But um, folks, I think that's the end of this podcast. Truly. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure you follow us on all platforms and uh, join our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash reality blows. And don't forget that we are still recapping the challenge double agents which airs every wednesday night and our podcast drops on thursdays so uh we had our first part of the final i imagine we're gonna have a winner yeah. at the end of this episode for this week cannot I, wait uh so i mean this is big uh, catch up now folks so you can be with us when it happens and um uh we will just talk to you talk to you on thursday thanks for listening bye bye